views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. The following audio is via a Skype call. Let's talk about your juicy love with me, Luna Drake. We explore relationships, dating, sacred union, communication, conscious love, healthy boundaries, and much more. As a dating and relationship coach for over five years, with a background in shamanic healing and metaphysical work, I've helped men and women, young and old, from all walks of life. My mission is to increase peace, joy, and love on planet Earth. So listen in and stay juicy. Hey, everybody. I'm Dr. Pat. I am here with the amazing Una Drake. And today, for those of you out there, how do you stay juicy? How do you do it? Um, How do we date in the 21st century and be able to do it in a way that we love it, we enjoy it, We know what we're doing. We know how to navigate the waters and, you know, all of the above. But most importantly, how do we have some fun to get it done? Now, joining me here today, the show you're listening to is all about all about your juicy love with Una Drake. Now, most importantly, you heard the introduction, so you have a taste of what Una does. But whether it's looking at relationships, boundaries, communication, conscious love, and more, this is the work that she has said yes to, so that healing is at the core of it, and juiciness is the outcome. Una, it's great to have you here. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you, Dr. Pat. I'm thrilled to be here. And I'm excited to talk about dating in the 21st century. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, you know, we say that like, okay, people people ask all the time, why do we even have to say that? Well, let's talk about what has changed in the past 10 years that has never existed ever before in the world of dating. Because that's really what makes it the 21st century. You know, I I don't even have to go, 10 years really is what we're looking at where we saw a mega transformation in the landscape of dating, isn't it? You know, yes, I'd say it's a little bit longer than that. A little bit, Um, okay. You know, I, I think it's been changing for several decades, but mm-hmm. it's uh, really uh, certainly like online dating in, in the general landscape has definitely gotten very different in the last 10 to 20 years, for sure. But yeah. uh, but there's been some societal shifts that have really been going on for decades that have impacted the amount of choice that we have that ev- anybody in our society has today as far as what kind of relationship they want. And and they're able to have so much more, uh, so much more say in what they want mm-hmm. that our expectations, honestly, today are a lot higher for what we're looking for in a relationship versus what people were looking for even, you know, 50 years ago, definitely more than, say, 100 years ago. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that is a really cool point. We're going to talk about that today. Um also, though, we're talking about the logistics yeah. and the logistics. Now, I got to tell you, 
When I first started to do this 14 years ago, there were not smartphones. As a matter of fact, Al Gore pretty much was just inventing the internet. <laughs> okay. So I've seen the change in what we call radio, which is not even called radio anymore. It's called like podcasting. We don't even want to say the word radio. I don't even understand that. But it's the how now that's changed. How to get a date. How to get a date could be an entire reality television show. But that's the beginning kind of, right? Yeah, yeah, it it really is. Um, I mean, and we can talk about that. I mean, yeah, the first question that a lot of people have, you know, if they're single and they realize, hey, I don't want to be single anymore. I want to, I want to be in a relationship or mm-hmm. I want to, you know, explore a partnership in my life. Uh, the first question for most people is, how do I get a date? Because for most of us, you know, some people do have people basically knocking down their door trying to get a date with them. But for most of us, for most people, that's not their reality. You know, if if they want to date someone, it's a process to look for someone appropriate to date and, you know, to, to, to look for a, a good partner. And um, for most people, um, you know, they think about meeting someone in real life. And Honestly, that can work pretty well for younger people, uh, people in obviously high school or, you know, college even. Uh, but as you get to the your mid-20s, later 20s and above, when you're mostly at a job, um, you know, just with the same set of people or the same set of circumstances, most of the time, day in, day out, it can be harder to meet people in person. Um You know, now, if you are the type of person that you meet a lot of different people in your day-to-day life, then then it can work. Or if you really put in a lot of effort to, you know, seek out opportunities to meet appropriate people in, um, you know, in in face-to-face circumstances, that can be great. Um, You know, and certainly, you know, our grandparents, most of our parents, uh, even a lot of, you know, I'd say... A lot of people today, it's still more common to meet a spouse in person than it is through online. But, um, but definitely meeting meeting an appropriate partner uh. through face to face, like in real life circumstances, gets harder as you get older. So uh, mm-hmm. a lot of people that I work with are like they're in their mid thirties and above, and um, and it's just it's just a, a different ball game than it than it is for younger people, and it's a different ball game than it was, uh, say, even mm-hmm. you know a decade or two or more ago. <laughs> yeah, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm finding in, in this, and I'm so glad you brought it up. If you go back in time a little bit, um, and I, I I'm trying to think, maybe it was the '70s, but the population of dating people was different. And here's why. When you go back in time, people were not readily getting divorced. So let's just talk about that for a second. You know, the statistics about divorce didn't really start to kick it up, I think, till the 70s. And so what did that mean? That meant that people stayed together like a really long time, right? Like some of our grandparents and some of that. And then things changed. And so here we are now where we have a a demographic of people that are very, very young and looking for dates and people on the other end of the spectrum. So now what we have is a wider range of people saying, "Uh, I'd like to date, right? Absolutely. Yes. Yes. And, and, you know, and 
Yes, a, a much wider range. There's many, many people in their 30s, 40s, 50s, even 60s and 70s who are looking for love and deserve love and are finding love when they're going about it in the in the right way. Uh, you know, definitely, I've I've helped people into their into their 60s, um, and uh, so it's definitely possible. But yes, it is it is different. It, it feels different. I think a lot of people, who, you know maybe got married in their 20s and thought that they would be married the rest of their life, but then find themselves suddenly single in their 30s, 40s, or et cetera, and then aren't sure what to do. But it, it is becoming, it's, it's very common now for, for people to be in that situation. And, um, and there's a lot of other people in the same boat. Um, but like, like we were talking about, you know, today, I think people have higher expectations for a, a long-term partnership and they certainly have more choice about what kind of partnership they want to be in. And so, you know, divorce is more common, but people aren't willing. I think there's less willingness for people to stay in relationships that don't work, which is a good thing, but it's also, it is, it's just, um, it means that there's, there's more choice out there. And I mean, I think it's, I think it's ultimately a good thing, although mm -hmm. it does mean that you're going to have more divorce. I mean, you're going to have people yeah. realizing, Hey, this doesn't work yeah. for me or what does work? What do I actually want? Which I think yeah. are great questions to ask. Um, but you, you do need to deal with the flip side of the coin, which is, yeah, some relationships that don't work are going to break up. So, yeah. Um, <clears throat> but now it really, we're in a whole different genre. We're, you know, and you touched upon this before, and we're going to talk about it more in the next segment, you know, but we met, we went from what my grand folks would call courting to online dating. And so now you fill out a profile and I got a friend that does this and she never tells her age. I don't really understand that. But, um, but now we have to really hone in on some very specifics. Isn't that also a way the landscape of dating has changed? Uh, you, you mean you need to know really what you're looking for? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Or, or even how to describe yourself. Oh, and we're yeah. going to talk more about that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'd love to talk about that. Um, but yeah. And I just want to go into a little sure. bit more about like, you know, why is it different when you're, when you're older and, mm -hmm. you know, cause a lot of people still, they just, they are kind of ooked out by the idea of online dating mm -hmm. and, um, you know, but you really think about it. I mean, it, it works for people who are in sc in school, you know, like in college mm -hmm. um, or high school, you know, surrounded by, you know, other singles of a similar age background in life situation. And the thing is, is like, as we get older, as we're in, um, you know, workplaces or, you know, communities that are, that have, you know, people from many, many different, you know, backgrounds and, you know, ages and, uh, that kind of thing. It, you need, you do need to know exactly what you're looking for. And, um, and online dating allows you to have access to, you know, to exactly who you're trying to target in a sense, yeah. like, you know, the good matches for you uh, that yeah. you, um, yeah. And, um, yeah, so you were asking about, you know, there are definitely some risks that go along with online dating. Um, yeah. and you know, but there's, Yes. Most people just think about the risks, but really there are, there are so many ways to get beyond those risks. Okay. Um, Good. So why don't we do this? Why don't we take a short break? And when we come back, 
I want to make sure that you have a full platform to walk through this. The notion of risk and reward. Has it really changed all that much from previous patterns? And what is it that Una can help you with so that you minimize all of the above? Let's take a short break, everyone. We'll be right back. Una Drake, juicy love. Stay tuned. Tune in to Lucid Planet Radio with Dr. Kelly Neff. This hit show will illuminate your senses and empower you beyond your daily stressors and hardships. Renowned psychologist and author Dr. Kelly will captivate you with far-reaching topics and amazing guests as you wake to the greatest version of yourself. Learn to tap into your intuitions, think critically about our world, heal emotional and psychological wounds, and follow your passions to live your dreams. The Lucid Planet. Welcome home. Visit lucidplanetradio.com for more information. What is a brilliant culture, and how do we create them? Why are they important? Claudette Rowley has created a breakthrough five-step process to help you align your culture with your business strategy for exceptional results. Looking for a culture that drives organizational excellence? Listen to Cultural Brilliance Radio, the second and fourth Friday of each month at 10 a.m. Pacific and 1 p.m. Eastern on Transformation Talk Radio. To learn more or work with Claudette, visit culturalbrilliance.com. Are you looking for the perfect setting for your next workshop or retreat? At Spirit Fire Meditative Retreat Center, cultivating consciousness is what we do best. Our guests count on us to create an atmosphere that supports serenity and well-being. We lead from the heart and create space for the mind. Freshly prepared meals designed with local and organic ingredients, 95 acres of beautiful woods and pastures, and a facility built with green in mind. This is what you'll find at Spirit Fire. For more information, visit spiritfireretreatcenter.com. Stay juicy. Tune in to Your Juicy Love with me, Una Drake, co-hosting monthly with Dr. Pat and every second Monday at 12 p.m. on Transformation Talk Radio. My show, Your Juicy Love, helps you find the dynamic, life-affirming love you've always wanted. Transform your relationships and bring peace, joy, and juicy, juicy love to planet Earth. For more information, visit unadrake.com. Tune in to Mainstream Metaphysics Radio to harness your connection with the universe to effect change for optimal success and happiness. Name one of the country's top psychics. Eve now brings her insights and gifts to this weekly hit call-in show, joined by visionaries, leaders, and gifted others, but mostly you. Jot it down, Thursdays, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Best-selling author, spiritual life, and business coach Joe Nunziata brings his higher energy and no-nonsense style to people who are ready to make powerful changes now. Wake up, step up, power up with a shot of Joe. Join Joe the second and fourth Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern for 30 minutes of high energy, no-nonsense, and powerful tools to make powerful changes. Visit joenuns.com. That's J-O-E-N-U-N-Z.com. Hey, 
everybody. Welcome, welcome back. We're talking about love and we're taking your questions. 1-800-930-2819. I've got a question for Una. Um, Una, what's the best way for people to find out more about you and also about your programs? Oh, uh, definitely uh, go to my website, unadrake.com. That's U-N-A-D-R-A-K-E.com. And you can read all about me and uh, shoot me a message through there. Um, or you can uh, click on the Talk to Una button and uh, schedule uh, schedule a free a free appointment with me. I'd love to talk with you and I'd love to help you strategize anything that you're dealing with in your dating or love life. Yeah. And especially what we're getting ready to talk about now. Um, you hear different sides of, of the coin depends on who you talk to. Uh, but there are pros and cons of online dating and you're going to take us through what some of those are, right? Yeah. Uh, let's start with the risks first. Let's start with the cons because a lot of people like to start with that first. You know, so is it any more risky than it was not too long ago, the generation of let me meet you in the bar? Um, let's talk about the risks for a minute. Sure. You know, I don't believe that it's intrinsically any more risky at all than, say, meeting a random person in a bar. Mm -hmm. And in fact, I think online dating can be uh, less risky than that, because really, if you just meet a random person at a bar, you don't know who they are. You don't know what their background is. You really don't know much about them at all, except that they're just they're there. And presumably they like to drink, as do you. So, Mm -hmm. you know, which is fine. That's great. But um you know, if you're meeting them online, especially if it's a site uh, where like OkCupid or Match.com, some a site where you get a, f- a lot of the sites, you know a fair amount of, about the person because there's like detailed profiles that they filled out. Now, mm-hmm. certainly people can lie in their profile, but people can also lie in real life. They can lie to your yeah. face. Yeah. You know, they can present themselves differently from what they really are. And, um, you know, so... So a lot of people do think about physical safety as a risk of online dating. And certainly we've all heard horror stories about, you know, someone getting murdered or or attacked or hurt by someone that they met online. But let's think about it for, for real. You know, people do get attacked by people that they know in real life or that they meet in real life all the time. In fact, I mean, you know, I think the incidence of, you know, people getting hurt is, is much higher by people that, you know, like family members, things like that. I mean, you know, that happens all the time. It's not, it's not just because they met, you met them online or you met them through an online dating site. You know, if you're not, you know, you need to be smart obviously, and, you know, do some Uh basic things to protect your physical safety, but that's just common sense. Uh Like, you know, I say always meet someone in a public location first and, you know, suss out, you know, yeah. and if you don't get a completely good vibe from them, then maybe it, but you still are intrigued, you know, maybe meet them in a public location for the first several times, you know, uh, but I would never recommend going to someone's home or like a, you know, a private environment where you're not going to have that kind of safety of other people around you or where you know that you can, you know, call for help if you need to, um, you know, if you never met them in person before, you know. I I would never recommend that in any situation, you know, does that make sense? Yeah. Well, we wouldn't recommend it. So, you know, it's kind of like, why would we do things in online dating that we wouldn't do if we weren't doing online dating? Right. I mean, so some of this is common sense, but 
at some level, there are so many nuances with online dating, and that's where you come in, right? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I have a lot of a lot of uh, tips and ways of working with people so that they can get good results. And so they put themselves, they don't put themselves as much risk as they mm -hmm. might otherwise. Um, you know, certainly in a, for physical safety, you always want to meet someone in a public location first. Um, but then you think about other risks of online dating and that is like, say getting catfished or, you know, being, um, say propositioned or, you know, getting into an, at least an online relationship, however brief with someone who is is disingenuous, you know, where they're lying about some aspect of who they are or what their intentions are. And people do lie about all sorts of things. You know, they lie about their age, they lie about their weight, their height, their marital status, you know, lots of different things. I mean, but like, people do lie about some of those things in real life too. So, I mean, just because you meet someone at a bar and they don't have a wedding ring on doesn't mean that they're not married, for example. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, now certainly in person, if you're meeting someone in person, it's harder for them to lie about their height or you know, <laughs> their weight. Um, but it, again, you know, what I counsel people to do is, uh, to get, if you meet someone that you're intrigued with online, meet them in person as soon as possible for at least a, what I call a mini date. And that's just like a short date. It can be anywhere from 20 minutes to an hour, uh, you know, and it just is like over coffee or maybe just a, a drink, but it's not a full dinner. It's not a, a movie. It's not going to a show. You know, it's not something that takes a lot of time. It's just a short, uh, a, a short situation where you get to meet them in person, actually see them. And then basically what you're doing is you're assessing if there's any chemistry and more importantly, are they who they say they are? You know, right. have they represented themselves accurately? Uh, and is this someone that I want to a second date with. Does that make sense? It does make sense. And you know, what it does is it allows us to really understand one about the boundaries in our lives. And number two, that we get to have a conversation. I mean, one of the things we love to do here in, in the Pacific Northwest is go for coffee. Mm -hmm. um, and it's really a ritual. And uh, it is so in ways that it's not the same thing in other parts of the country, right? Um, so it really does allow for people to get to know each other. But also knowing what kinds of questions to ask people, isn't that important too? Isn't that part of knowing how to even be at this uh, on this first date? You know, I... Yes, to a certain extent, although I don't recommend making it into like an interview, <laughs> you know, because you want to you want to allow for natural interaction and, you know, just really see what that chemistry is with the other person. Um, so what I counsel people to do is to try to be as present as possible. And what I say what I call in your own body, like having your energy in your own body. And I know this is getting a little bit esoteric, but, um, I, I think it's okay for this audience. You know, um, you want to, a lot of people when they, especially on a first date, they find it to be a stressful situation. And so a lot of times in, in any stressful situation, a lot of people have a tendency for their energy to go out of their body and they're really like in their head or they're, they're, intellectualizing it. They're not in touch with their, their body sensations and their like gut reaction 
in a situation, in a given situation that whatever it is, you know, if it's an inner job interview or, or a first date, um, or, a, you know, any, any kind of situation in our life, um, from mm-hmm. a shamanic, it, it, I'm pulling this a lot from my shamanic background, mm-hmm. which is, you know, in a stressful situation, kind of your spirit will tend to kind of leave your body energetically, yeah. but you want to bring that energy, bring your spirit into your body as much as possible, because that's going to give you so many more layers of information and knowing in your interaction with this other person. You know, you want to, your body is psychic. Your body knows like you are psychic, whether you know it or not. (laughs) And you will be picking up information about this other person and about how you are responding to them. And the more aware that you can be of that in the moment when you're with the other person, the more that you'll, you'll get many, many layers of information from that initial interaction. Mm. And, uh, it could be as much as I feel safe with this other person or I'm getting a stomach ache with when, Mm -hmm. as I'm sitting here and I don't know why, Mm -hmm. or I'm getting a tension headache and I don't know why, but I'm noticing that I'm getting a tension headache, Mm -hmm. you know, or, um, I, I feel like I want to leave, you know, it could be as simple as that. It's not like you're, you don't necessarily need to understand every aspect of what's going on, but you're noticing and you're being fully present in your body. You're noticing your body. And Honestly, I feel that that's the most respectful way to be with another person is to try to be as present as possible. Try to be with them in the situation. So you're not thinking about all the other things that you have going on in your life. You know, you're mm-hmm. as much as possible present with them and you're giving them your your attention. You're giving them and the interaction between the two of you your full attention for that time that you have together. And I feel that even if you ultimately decide that it's not a connection that you want to pursue, you've given them your attention. That's a gift in and of itself, you know, and you know that you're giving them and uh, any potential chance, the best chance that it has, you know, in that moment, Yeah, it's a gift of attention. So uh, I guess that digresses a little bit. I know we were going to get into the, um, the, the pros of, of online dating, you know, the rewards, you know, as, to counteract the risks. Um, yeah. Well, let's talk about that when we come back from break. Uh, sure. Because there are some pros. I mean, you know, part of this too is also looking at how much information is available to you before you even meet a person. And, you know, we don't talk about that enough uh, where we have at our fingertips almost so much information now and technology helps this along the way when we come back we're going to talk about the pros we're going to talk about the rewards and we're going to talk about what are we really looking for in all of this are we looking for life uh uh happy love forever after or are we just looking for a date stay tuned we'll be right back about the meaning of life? Do you want to deepen your spiritual practice? The School for Esoteric Studies offers online training to spiritual seekers from all paths of life and individual coaching. 
our courses synthesize Eastern and Western spiritual traditions based on meditation, study, and service applied to everyday life. The school also organizes group meditations each year to benefit humanity. Whether you're just beginning to reflect on the spiritual side of your life or are a more experienced spiritual seeker, the school warmly welcomes you to join our group. To learn more about our courses and services, please visit esotericstudies.net. That's esotericstudies.net. Chances are you've been on your conscious journey for many years and you've learned a lot about manifesting a wonderful life. But if you are like many others on their spiritual paths, you may still have some area of your life where you're feeling stuck. Perhaps you've read many books, attended lots of workshops, listened to many programs, and done plenty of inner work, and yet there is still something you'd like to change. With all the information out there, it may be hard to see the forest for the trees. Do you want to get a bird's eye view of that forest so you are empowered to navigate more effectively? Do you want to know the key to positive change and develop a personalized strategy for creating the changes you desire? Please join me, Christine Upchurch, for a four-week webinar series beginning January 9th. Start your new year right and embrace the vibration of change. For more information, visit christineupchurch.com. That's christineupchurch.com or call 425-999-9836. Tune in to The Jen Royster Show, intuitive guidance to inspire your life, each Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific and 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This amazing show is an inspirational hour that will take you on an epic metaphysical journey to discover the spiritual approach to life's greatest challenges. Dr. Jen is an internationally known intuitive counselor, spiritual teacher, and energy healer. Call in for intuitive readings and visit JenRoyster.com for more information. Stay juicy. Tune in to Your Juicy Love with me, Una Drake, co-hosting monthly with Dr. Pat and every second Monday at 12 p.m. on Transformation Talk Radio. My show, Your Juicy Love, helps you find the dynamic, life-affirming love you've always wanted. Transform your relationships and bring peace, joy, and juicy, juicy love to planet Earth. For more information, visit unadrake.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. You're listening to, you know what, your juicy love with Una Drake and I'm Dr. Pat and we get to team up each month as we take you on a journey of discovery. You know, today we're talking about dating in the 21st century. You know, we've already talked about how to get a date. And we've talked about the cons of online dating. But right now, what we're going to talk about are what are some of the pros? What's so attractive about it? And how do you find the person that's right for what you're looking for? Whether it be a commitment, whether it's just casual dating or monogamy or none of the above. Uh, But first off, you know, Una, how can people find out more about you? How can they work with you? 
Sure. Yeah, they can visit my website, unadrake.com, U-N-A-D-R-A-K-E.com. And uh, you can read all about me there and uh, contact me through the site or set up a session by clicking on the Talk to Una button. So I'd love to to talk with you and just uh, reach reach out to me through my site. Thank you. Awesome. Okay. We didn't get a chance to talk about like what the real attraction is with online dating. And I know you've got a story to share. Yeah, absolutely. I just want to use as an example, um, a client I'll call Trevor. That's not his real name because I'm, you know, just protecting his privacy. But, Mm -hmm. uh, this was a client, um, who, uh, he worked for Microsoft, you know, he was, a young man, uh, you know, good looking fit, you know, in his thirties, you know, prime of his life, uh, he made good money, uh, worked at, at Microsoft, but in, in his, you know, he was hardworking and in, in his day-to-day life, he didn't meet a lot of new people and he, he did really want some pretty specific things. You know, he was really into, um, kind of geek culture, you know, and he wanted a, a woman who would really appreciate that. And, um, you know, he was also interested in a partner who was at least open to like polyamory. Um, you know, he wasn't sure that he necessarily wanted to pursue that, um, completely himself, but he wanted a partner who was at least open to it. And, um, you know, and he had some pretty unique, unique perspectives on Mm -hmm. kind of life and, uh, you know, his, his outlook, you know, and he wanted a a woman and he was also really smart and really, really well read. And he, uh, and he wanted a woman who would just appreciate those things about him. And those are not qualities that he was going to find in, in his definitely not in his everyday life because he, again, he didn't meet a lot of new people. And, um, you know, it's just definitely not not things that he was going to find just going to an average singles event. And so we, I helped him, and uh, I helped him put together a profile that really highlighted the best of who he was and really put him put himself forward. Even his kind of, you know, he had a very, you know, again, corporate job. You know, he mostly presented as pretty conventional on, on the outside, but he had kind of like a rebellious kind of rocker guy you know, underneath. And so we really, I helped him highlight both of those sides of himself and really hone his profile and his searches online to look for that right person, the person who was a really good match for him. And, um, and he was able to find, uh, you know, someone that he, he, you know, went on to, to date for, I mean, I I lost contact with him, but I mean, he, he met a partner within like three or four months and, uh, you know, so that was definitely, definitely a success story for him. You know, he had been looking for, I think over a year at the time that we started working together, you know, and it just, you know, so online dating really allowed him to find the real right person, you know, uh, find good matches. And then of course, you know, someone that he ended up dating long-term, uh, but you know, in being really, really specific, someone who really did appreciate his geek side, who was really intelligent and really appreciated you know, both the kind of, you know, studious and more, you know, you know, the fact that he could hold down a good job in a corporate environment, but also had these other aspects to him that, um, you know, really rounded him out as a, as a complete human being, you know, but, you know, he wanted someone who really could appreciate all the sides of who he was and was actually open to polyamory as well, Mm -hmm. uh, which is not something that you find all the time. Um, 
And so, uh, you know, that was definitely, I'd say, an online success story. Um, you know, another client of mine um, was in his 60s. He was a um, he was a, uh, a widower, actually, who had put a lot of time into raising his sons. And, uh, you know, in his mid-60s, he realized, I really want to. I want to get married, you know, and I, I want to take the time to to find someone for me. But, you know, he was working actually a couple of different jobs at the time and, uh, again, didn't meet a lot of new people. Mm-hmm. Definitely not a lot of new people that met what he was looking for. So I got him online. We got him set up. And honestly, with him, within 30 minutes of getting his his revised profile with, you know, photos and stuff live, he was getting hit up by women, Mm. awesome women who were like, ooh, Harvey, let's talk, you know? (laughs) And in his case, he's okay with me using his name. But, um, and he found the woman that he later married within, again, about four or five months. Uh, And, uh, yeah, and, uh, you know, and he... He was looking for some pretty specific things, some pretty specific things that, that he wanted. And uh, and he went through a, a, a lot of screening because he was a very popular guy and he got a lot of great attention online and um, which was f- fabulous. You know, it was a real I think I know that it really bolstered his confidence because, um, you know, he, he had been putting so much of his self into just raising his sons and being yeah. a really devoted father. And it was a real, it, it really, it was a different, a different experience for him to be really desired and uh, pursued, honestly, by, by women. Yeah. And that was great for him. And, uh, you know, and he was able to find the woman that, that he married. Um, and, uh, yeah. So, you know, that's just another example. Um, and, uh, you know, I think there is something about make creating an online profile that does create an, a sh- an energetic shift yeah. because yeah. just in putting yourself out there in a public way, um, you're kind of, I call it like kind of turning on your taxi light, so to speak. Mm-hmm. You're saying, Hey, I'm available. And it, and it opens you up energetically. I mean, obviously it's also true. I mean, you know, in a, in a real sense, other people who are looking can find your profile, you know, and contact you, uh, online, you know, yeah, yeah. but, uh, it, it also for a lot of clients report an energetic shift as well. And they, they report that they're getting more attention even just in their regular life than they did before, because somehow energetically they've publicly put themselves out there as being truly available and, yeah. you know, wanting a relationship, which I think makes a huge difference. It makes a gigantic difference because it plays right into the law of attraction. Yeah. You know, if, uh, you know, I had a, I had a coach once say to me, it's hard for you to win at the game if you're not in it. And energetically, that's so true. Uh, because, you know, success also taps into energy. Um, and, you know, part of this is also, Una, isn't it knowing what you're in the game to do? And the question I'm asking is, do I know, am I in here to look for a long-lasting relationship? Am I in here just to date? Do we have to know that at the onset? Is that important to know that? You know, I think it is actually pretty important to know. Although, of course, you can always change your mind. Mm-hmm. Um but, you know, I, I talked about, um, you know, my client who was looking for a long term, you know, yeah. most of my clients honestly are looking for long 
long-term, you know, committed relationships. But some, you know, I'll talk about another client I had. Um, I'll call him Jay. Um, he was, uh, he, we first started working together when he was about 30. You know, he was just, just approaching his 30th birthday and it had been a long time since he had had a, a girlfriend and, um, he was just not having a lot of luck with women. He hadn't had a lot of dating experience, but he knew that he, I mean, he ideally wanted a long-term relationship, but really his first priority was just getting more experience with, you know, dating and finding out what he actually liked. And so, right. you know, when, after we first, you know, started working together, uh, you know, got his profile set up and, you know, optimized, he went through started getting dates, you know, through, through my system, he started going on say two to three dates a week within the first month or so. But then he realized that he needed to revise it. And, um, cause he was, he was starting to date a lot and get a lot of attention, which was great and definitely a different experience than what yeah. he had used to. Um, but then he realized, Hey, I guess I got to be more picky you know, which is a fabulous <laughs> problem to have. <laughs> and so I helped him. Um, yeah, I helped him kind of, you know, modify his profile a bit so that he could, um, you know, he could hone in more on, um, on, well, honestly for him, he's a really, really smart guy, very high IQ. And, uh, you know, at first we had his profile set up just, just to, attract a, a wider range of women. And what he realized is that he was going on these dates, but the conversations that he was having weren't interesting to him. Yeah, like they, yeah. like he wasn't meeting women who were smart enough. And so I helped him just tweak, do some tweaks. And I think the tweaks you're talking about are super important because if we, we're not really good at talking about ourselves. Let's take a short break. When we come back, uh, Una's going to take us on a journey of the growth process of dating. And yes, believe me, I can tell you up close and personal, it is a growth process. But what happens when we are triggered? How do we overcome that? How can we step into full confidence of who we are? And by the way, what do we do to move beyond all of the no's and stand in our yes? Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Talking in my sleep at night, making myself crazy. Hi, this is Laura Richer, host of On The Verge Radio. Sometimes you hear encouraging messages like transform your life now, become empowered, create the life you crave, and it all seems overwhelming and you're not sure where to start. I'm here to tell you that self-improvement is not always fun and easy, but it is always worth it. The path to creating positive changes begins with releasing the things that have been holding you back. Then you can create a life that inspires you. I know this because I've done it. You can find out more about what I do by visiting my website, seattlehealinghypnosis.com. I look forward to supporting you on your journey. The truth is funny. Shift Happens with Colette Marie Steffen is excited to welcome Karen Benton as a monthly guest host. Tune in on the third Wednesday of each month at 8 a.m. Pacific time to regain confidence and trust in your capacity to create change in your life, your health, your family, and your well-being. Karen Benton is a mother, nurse practitioner, certified body talk practitioner, Franklin Method instructor, and owner of Limitless Living LLC. For more information about Karen, visit karenbenton.com. 
Hey, did you know why they call the foundation the foundation? It's called the foundation because it completely eliminates your foundation for what you thought your reality was and creates a whole new space where you can have an entirely new reality that is foundationless. So from my point of view, they should call it the unfoundation or the foundationlessness. Either way, there's a big new global rewrite happening again because these guys cannot stop changing. There should be like a change anonymous that Gary and Dane go to. And it's happening April 28th to May 1st. You can find out about it at accessconsciousness.com forward slash global foundation. It's happening in Paris. Go to Paris or do it online or find a pod near you. These are all the options you have. And what else is possible? To see your life from an angel's perspective, book a personal consultation with Claire Candy Hoff, angelic walk-in angel Ariel at Angel Healing House. Candy provides intuitive counseling, Reiki, and angel readings in person in Los Angeles or nationally and internationally via phone or Skype. She will channel the practical tools you need to transform your life. Call now, 831-277-3716 or visit angelhealinghouse.com. Are you searching? Looking for a sign? A message you need to hear? From the great unknown? From the most mysterious place that is the most familiar to your soul in the depths of who you are? The universe puts someone here to talk to, someone God gave a blessing to that you may find insight with. TheAngelLady.net. 1-800-323-1790. Yeah. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. Uh, You know, we're here with Una Drake and we're talking about juicy love. Today, we're talking about, you know, the world of dating, getting back in the game. Uh, And Una works with people all over the world. You can go to unadrake.com and find out how to create your own juicy love. Um, You know, we've covered so much here today. Uh, One of the things that you touched upon before we went to break was how the dating process is enormously uh, an enormous point of growth, personal growth for us. And so, I mean, we got to hear a certain certain results that people can have. Uh, but what, is, what happens, Una, when it comes to fears, you know, facing our fears, being aware of ourselves and, and the dreaded, now I've got a hot button better known as a trigger. These are all <laughs> part of it, right? Yeah, yeah, it really is. And, uh, you know, guaranteed your buttons are going to get pushed in the dating <laughs> process. It's just part of it, you know. So you, it's not a comfortable process, but it is a process that will that will cause you to grow and will give you many, many opportunities to, you know, to look at yourself and look at your reactions. And if you're willing to to look at it consciously, then you can grow through that process. And I think there's there's nothing like it. There's nothing like dating and, you know, dating multiple people or, you know, when you get to that relationship that you really want to take further, 
you know, you're going to continue to have issues or you're going to continue to have things that come up. That's just part of it. If you're not having that, then it's dead, you know, Mm -hmm. in, in to be juicy. I mean, juicy is fabulous. It's great. There's, there's so many upsides to it. And ideally you're growing in a, in a really positive sense and you're having good, you know, pleasurable, you know, awesome growth experiences. Mm -hmm. But truthfully, some of that, some growth will happen because our, we're triggered a little bit or we're challenged. And then we're challenged to say, Hey, what's going on? And why am I feeling this way? And, you know, maybe, or maybe not, you know, you want to take things further with a person who triggered you. I mean, I'm not, you know, definitely you need to, to evaluate that, but, but by, by looking at, you know, for example, here, here's just something from my own, my own dating experience way back in the day. I went on this date with somebody who had written me a really long, <laughs> really long letter saying, you know, online, you know, saying, oh my gosh, your profile's great. You seem wonderful, blah, 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 blah. I, you know, he looked okay. So we met up for tea and, um, and then I found myself really responding poorly to him. And I, it was, I, all these negative thoughts came into my head and I was, I had all these judgments about him. And then I heard myself telling the story about my family in a way that I could tell, or just, just my family or just aspects from my past in ways that I could tell like he was judging me. And that was making me feel like, what (laughs) you're judging me, but I'm judging you. (laughs) And, uh, it was just, I, I left that date thinking what went wrong. And then also, you know, really realizing that, wow, some issues that I thought I had handled are not so handled, you know? And what does that say? And what, you know, well, okay. So I guess I need to do some more healing work here, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I I don't, I think there are some things that I I don't know if I'm going to even get over them in this lifetime because, you know, some things matter and some things don't. And Mm -hmm. one of the things for sure, I remember doing some online dating a number of years ago and sitting across the table with someone and they're slurping their coffee. And I'm (laughs) thinking, I'm like, oh, I'm going to be like out of my mind right here. And I remember thinking about it and in in a nanosecond, I could see a picture of my dad, right? Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, this person doesn't even look like my dad. But anyway, I could see my dad because my dad, every Saturday morning, he would do this kind of slurping with his coffee just to kind of annoy us, right? <laughs> right. That was my dad. He was like this big, like, I'm going to like, you know, tease you about something and make you annoyed. Now, <laughs> I, I now know that, you know, that was super annoying to me. I don't really understand what the whole slurping thing was. Uh, but what I realized is that my mom if we were to do that at dinner, because we all mimic our, you know, sometimes our love parents, right? So mm-hmm. all of us start to slurp and my mom would go out of her mind about it. <laughs> so, so here I'm, I'm on this little date and it's like the slurping date. <laughs> right. It's like the slurping date. And I think I ended up saying, honestly, do you really drink your coffee like that all the time? Or are you just trying to, you know, make this so that I never see, speak to you again? I think I said something like that. Right. And we both laughed about it. And uh-huh. the person was like, oh my gosh, was I doing that? You know, I'm really trying to stop that. And we, we laughed about it. But it doesn't have to be a big trigger, right? It could right. be something like, 
you're slurping your coffee, okay? Uh, now, for me, I got a huge level of awareness about that. Like, okay, this is not my dad, all right? But sometimes yeah. it's not that simple, is it? <laughs> no, no. Sometimes it's uh, sometimes it's it's maybe bigger. You know, it may be that it's it could be almost anything. I mean, you know, for some people, um, I'm thinking of like you know, a friendly, like a, a, a touch on the shoulder or something like mm-hmm. that for one person could seem friendly for another person. It could seem, you know, right. maybe like an overstep, you know, right. and that's just, that's something to pay attention to, you know, and, and it, there's no right or wrong answer. You know, it's just a matter of mm-hmm. what is, what is coming up and what's, you know, that's, mm-hmm. that's part of like noticing, you know, being aware, you know, being mm-hmm. conscious of during the process. Well, the thing that I'm really clear about, and I think you made it really clear about what you help people with is that, you know, when you engage in dating these days, online dating especially, you really want to get somebody to help you along the way because you don't even know the potholes you're going to step into, right? Um, You know, there is so much you talked about today, and we really just brushed on the surface of a lot of it. I want to make sure folks know how they can work with you. And also, what's your personal message? What do you want to leave us with today? Thank you for taking this on. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, people can reach me at unadrake.com. And I just want to, I just want to, you know, highlight again, you know, kind of Mm -hmm. recapping, you know, dating and finding a mate in the 21st century, it may seem strange and complicated, but that's really because we, today we have so much more freedom and choice than any of our ancestors ever did. And that's, that's huge. And that's a huge opportunity for us today, but it's also a huge responsibility. And so the more consciousness that we can bring to the process, the better, because then we can take advantage of this, this amazing choice that we have and amazing tools that we have available. So I'd love to help you with that. Uh, Just contact me through my website, unadrake.com. I love it. Una, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you so very much today. Uh, And thank you for your powerful message. Thank you for bringing the juice back into love again. And we're going to be talking about some pretty pretty, you know, contemporary things in the the months to, 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 to move forward. Thank you so much for all that you do. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And I've really enjoyed this conversation today. And, um, yeah, uh, definitely juicy topics to come like ethical non-monogamy. We can talk about healthy boundaries. Oh, uh, so much, so much. Looking <laughs> <laughs> forward to it. Yeah, those are juicy folks. Thank you all for tuning us in, turning us on. For more about me, you can find out more about me at the drpatshow.com or transformationtalkradio.com. And if you're contemplating, yeah, I think I might want to put my little toes in the pond, give Una a call. Thank you guys so much. Another hour coming up on Transformation Talk Radio. You've been listening to Your Juicy Love with me, Una Drake. Tune in each month as Dr. Pat and I co-host together, creating juicy conversations, and every second Monday at 12 p.m. on Transformation Talk Radio. I interview amazing guests, and you'll learn how to transform your relationships so you can stay juicy. To learn more about me or to listen to past shows, visit my website at unadrake.com.
The preceding audio was via a Skype call.